Caleb Downwatch enters day two. Is that day two? Day two? Day one? Is it officially? Is it officially day two? It's 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 officially day one. It's officially uh, day one. Okay. He went into the transfer portal officially about six thirty on Wednesday night. Uh, so officially day one, but like it's actually like day eight since Saban retired. Yeah. I mean, it was thirteen seconds after the announcement of Nick Saban retiring that I put a tweet from the John Cusack and say anything holding the, the stereo <laughs> saying every coach in America at Caleb Downs's house. Um, so it, it's, this seems like it's last gone on a long time, but it's really just been uh, what at this juncture, as this hits the internet, less than 12 official hours. Yeah. Just, just a few hours. This is the podcast daily, by the way, I'm Bill Landis. That's Jeremy Birmingham. Um, Burm and Andrew Ellis uh, dove in uh, deeper than we are going to now uh, on Caleb Downs entering the transfer portal at Alabama, Caden Proctor entering the transfer portal at Alabama. Um, and I do have a thing I want to talk about. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll see if we get to it, but um, I think burn for maybe the folks who did not watch an episode of talking stuff or maybe want a more concise version of what's going on with uh, not that you guys were overly wordy. I thought it was very uh, well-researched, well thought out in depth conversation that I recommend anyone go listen to. Um, but uh, what is the bite-sized version, I guess, of what is the state of play right now with Caleb Downs and I suppose Caden Proctor as well um, with Ohio State? Georgia leads for Caleb Downs in, in all likelihood. The decision to hire T-Rob, Tavares Robinson, the cornerback slash defensive backs coach at Alabama, uh, and, and add him to the Georgia staff that already has former USC defensive backs coach Dante Williams, and Will Muschamp and Kirby Smart all coaching the safeties, essentially, which is a crazy uh, quartet uh, yeah. coaching that one position, uh, combined with the fact that it's the SEC and staying close to home um, makes Georgia the favorite. Uh, Ohio State, from what I understand, uh, as we record this uh, you know, late in the evening on Wednesday, I was told that there's a very real possibility that Ryan Day and a couple Ohio State assistant coaches are uh, in Georgia now, as we record this, uh, trying to get some FaceTime with Caleb Downs because he's got to have about 24 to 36 hours, I think, before he makes an announcement. Um, so the Buckeyes have a very limited window to to win the day. As of Monday, when we talked about Caleb Downs when we were at Roosters, the, the one thing that was in play was Traveris Robinson maybe going back to uh, Alabama. And so we weren't sure if he was going to enter the portal or not. It's hard to tell exactly how important his uh, coaching change might be in the entire T of this process, but it's a pretty big deal because that is the position coach that uh, that Caleb Downs has gotten pretty close to, and he's done a great job there at Bama. So that's the Caleb Downs situation. Um, Ohio State's being very aggressive. They are going to make Georgia... Uh, be on their heels when it comes to NIL, I'm, is what I'm told. Uh, and with Caden Proctor, who you know is the number one ranked offensive tackle in the country in the class of the 2023, those people who just played their true freshman season, I think it's probably going to be that he's going to go back home and go to Iowa, uh, which yeah. I think people will scoff at. But uh, there were rumors about him being homesick before even Nick Saban retired, and there was some discussion about him transferring after the Rose Bowl happened. And then a week later, Nick Saban retires, and and here we are. I mean, say what you will about Iowa; they do a decent job with offensive linemen, and it's home. So, like, I, I that wouldn't 
that wouldn't shock me. It is funny. So the the, uh, the new athletic director, Ross Bjork, was introduced on Wednesday, and Ryan Day was there. And uh, he got out of there rather quickly, out of, out of the Cavelli Center. And I don't know. Part of that is probably because he didn't want to be hounded by media asking him questions. Um, and he got about three of them before he darted out of there. Um, but now it makes more sense. I guess he maybe uh, had a had a bus to catch to get down to Georgia. No, they don't probably they don't travel by bus. They I probably travel they by airplanes. Bus. They 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 probably travel by airplane. Um, but that's interesting that you know they're you know I, I expected them to certainly be aggressive. Like we, I think we we knew that they were going to they were aggressive the first time around trying to get Caleb Downs to, to come to Ohio State. Why would it be any different this time around with this opportunity that no one kind of saw coming? Um, you you made an interesting point, I thought, on on talking stuff, and maybe this will just turn into a, a talking talking stuff uh, discussion. I guess um, what was that like the the Talking Dead? They had the Walking Dead, and then the Talking Dead. This is going to be yeah, the, the version the of talking. talking stuff. This is talking slut. Talking 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 stuff um, about like, and it's not necessarily an either or proposition. I don't think for Ohio State, I don't think can get both these guys are going to go get both of them. But which of them should be their priority in terms of like what Ohio State needs? And you argued, I think, on, on behalf of the offensive tackle, Caden Proctor, the the starting left tackle, right, for Alabama for this season as a, as a true freshman. Um, and I'm like kind of there with you, but I don't know. Like, does that make Ohio State fans like scream at the computer screen or their car radio wherever they're listening to this? Or, or is there, I, I wonder like how much of an understanding there is about what is a more glaring need in a hypothetical situation, I guess, where Ohio State's only able to land one of these guys. Um, Caden Proctor feels like a much bigger deal to me. And like Caleb Downs, I think, might be the best safety in college football. I'm not saying he's a bad player. And you're going to have him for two years, whoever gets him. But Ohio State, I think, is in desperate need of an upgrade at a tackle, offensive tackle, and Caden Proctor would represent that. So I'm like, I find myself much more interested in that proposition than I do the Caleb Downs proposition, although I am quite interested in both of them. Yeah, it just doesn't feel as sexy, I guess, um, but it, yeah. it is certainly more important right now for Ohio State. The safety position, despite the fact that there is a, a hole for Ohio State, you've got Lathan Ransom coming back, and then you've got some question marks about who else can play there, especially if Sonny Styles were to move to linebacker, which I guess ultimately to me, the true one of the biggest reasons that Caleb Downs might be ahead of Caden Proctor in that discussion is because it allows you to move Sonny Styles to linebacker, which I yep. think changes the defense in a in a in a bigger way than just adding maybe the best safety in the country. It it allows you to get much more creative with the defense. Um, but there's just no doubt about it. If you look at this existing roster, what Ohio State has going into 2024, if there's one spot you look at and you say, well, this is now the the area where maybe you don't win a national championship. It is the offensive line, and it is is specifically left tackle. So whether I don't know if Josh Simmons will will move to left tackle, I think there's a possibility that happens, and maybe that's an upgrade for Ohio State internally, and it allows you to play Luke Montgomery or some or Tegra Shabola at right tackle if you think that Josh Fryer needs to move back inside, which I believe we both think that he does. Uh, bottom line, Caden Proctor started every game at Alabama as a true freshman, and that's exceedingly rare. Uh, especially for an offensive lineman, especially for an offensive tackle. And so the the upside, like you're talking first-round pick, top 15 pick in the NFL draft type of upside, that is harder to find than the best safety in the country because the best safety in the country, maybe there's one of them. Sure, I get it. That's how numbers work. 
but <laughs> like you can adequately replace a player like Caleb Downs and you can scheme around a player like you. That's one piece of an 11 man defense. When you're talking one piece of a five man offensive line, it's, it's a much different thing. Yeah. Um, all right. So I, we can, we can leave that there, I guess. And, and I, I like, again, go, go listen to talking stuff if you haven't already, cause there's, there's much more, um, substantive and, and longer conversation about Caleb Downs and Caden Proctor um, in that episode that, that Berm and, and Andrew did. Um, I want to ask you this though, Berm is, is the guy who kind of keeps the the tabs, keeps tabs on the roster coming and goings. Like this, this is a, a unique situation because Nick Saban retired and with the transfer portal window open for Alabama. So Ohio state has an opportunity here to add potentially Caleb Downs or Caden Proctor. Sh- aside from those two, are we thinking that, the portal action is going to be on hold until after spring practice. Certainly you could, you know, assess more needs just as Ohio state did last year when it added Josh Simmons after spring ball. Um, but are you, are you of the mind now that there could be other potential dominoes the fall, you know, via adding transfers before spring practice? Or do you think, you know, aside from this special Alabama situation that we won't see anything until after spring ball. I, I get the sense that if a player who is, an upgrade to the Ohio State roster becomes available by some way, shape, or form between now and spring portal window opening. Ohio State is going to try to get them. It, it just seems like, and maybe I'm maybe I'm buying in too much to the to this new energized Ohio State uh, you know approach, but it feels like they understand that everything right now is for the 2024 season and nothing really beyond that matters. Um, yeah. and, and that is a different approach. Now, I think the interesting thing, Bill, is that we obviously have the Bama window, which uh, we're, what, eight days into the 30-day window of Nick Saban's departure. But now you have 25 days left of Washington, 30, uh, 26 days, 27 days of of Arizona. Michigan's going to come open here in the next week or so because Jim Harbaugh is almost certainly going to the NFL. Now, they may just hire from within and promote Sharon Moore, but if they decide to do a search and, and bring somebody else in that opens up another roster. Like this is, it's not open either way. Even if you promote from within, like does that protect you? I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not actually aware of what that I, I am. I, I believe that's the way where it, it doesn't matter if you promote from within, if your head coach leaves and you have window opens a window. Yeah. So like there are a number of other opportunities that are going to come open here. The, the transfer portal window is not really a window. It's more of like a, sliding door and it's just like yeah okay 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 you get, all right you guys come through okay 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 you got you you want it okay like there's no real stopping it i mean it's it's january the 17th and sam hart the ohio state tr- transfer ohio state tight end tr- transferred on on wednesday right like it yeah. doesn't matter as a grad I mean, transfer i guess I know it's not graduating until want. may yeah, yeah. like it's it doesn't really matter i mean uh, the fact that the ncaa uh, ruled against uh, Talia T- Tonga Bailoa uh, having his 17th year was shocking. I mean, the <laughs> fact that they actually enforced a rule is pretty crazy. Uh, but yeah, I think you're done unless something. You're done unless you, you just don't. You don't know. I mean, workouts winter workouts started on Tuesday, so there are now you know gears are are spinning and, and they're getting ready for that uh, next push. But when players like Caden Proctor enter the transfer portal you better look uh and you know I, i'm i think ohio state would would have loved for less obvious uh offensive tackle <laughs> things to happen like 
uh, you know, uh, anyone else on Bama's roster that wasn't uh, almost lockstep to go to to Iowa. Um, yeah. But I mean, again, I talked to people at Ohio State on on Wednesday, and they said they were hearing conflicting stories on whether or not that was a done deal for Iowa and Caden Proctor. So we'll see. I mean, any anything can happen at this point. The, the NIL game has changed things so dramatically that even if a kid enters the portal with a very solid idea of where he wants to go, which is at this point nearly ninety percent of the time, uh, all you need to have is that one conversation. And if you're a place like Ohio State that's deciding to to get aggressive, then now you have now you have a, a door opener no matter what. Yeah, usually that one conversation is like with Miami. Um, but yeah, if it's a place like Ohio State that's doing it, that carries a little bit more uh cachet, I think, and, and changes the game. I, I did have a yeah, cash, yeah, cash. C A S E C A S H hyphen A. Um I had a question I wanted to ask you about the roster because we've been talking a lot about portal editions and hypothetical portal editions a lot of talk about like the impact of all these guys who decided they wanted to return who could have gone off to the nfl and all that warrants robust conversation all that's really exciting all that's really important um but we have like not there's a lot there's a large chunk of the roster then we end up just like not talking about that i feel like it's forgotten and i guess I, I, let's limit this to like one player each maybe because there will be a time as we get closer to spring ball to like talk about like the quote unquote most interesting guys going in the spring ball. But of the guys on the roster who like there was no mystery about like they, they weren't going to go to the NFL. We weren't really worried about them transferring. They're probably younger players. Um, is there a guy that you're like particularly excited slash intrigued, excited about slash intrigued by now that winter workouts are starting and Ohio State is a couple of weeks away from spring practice? Uh, I mean, Offensively, I think it is Luke Montgomery because I, yeah, I really believe. Aha! I win. Uh, <laughs> I I think he he dictates what they maybe can do on the offensive line, and that's huge. I think Carnell Tate's another one. I we we all lot of conversation about Jeremiah Smith, rightfully so, heading in as the number one player in the country, a generational wide receiver talent. A lot of conversation about Emekabuka and his return. Carnell Tate, uh, the the things that people in the program have said about him for the last year were shocking to me uh, as far uh, like on the level. And I know there's been comparisons made to Marvin Harrison as far as like the size and, and the way, but Marv was, was a, it was a revelation of how good he was when he came to Ohio state. I think people believed Carnell had the talent to be really good. I don't know that anyone believed that he was going to be so mature and that there's going to be so like dedicated to being great. And and that is something that uh, I think has caught people off guard. And so those are the two on offense that I would really pencil in. But Montgomery, because I think he gives you an opportunity on the offensive line to to solve things more so yeah. than almost. Yeah, that I I I have I, I probably in the back of my mind I always believe that, but but lately as I've been thinking about what they still might do with the roster, like I I certainly think it's with within the realm of possibility, <clears throat> if not even likely likely is probably too strong of a word um that the answer at tackle if we think they need one and i think they do is luke montgomery because this is a guy who was like a borderline five-star prospect going into a second year who they thought well enough to put him in games last year as like at the sixth offensive lineman at times and i i you can probably make too much of what that looks like good or bad because it's kind of a, a weird specialized role we're like only run blocking in an obvious run situations um 
but the mere fact that they felt comfortable putting a true freshman on the field in those situations, I think, you know, speaks highly of, of where Luke was in his development. And there's no reason to think that he can't take multiple steps forward this offseason. And, and I also think that the opportunity to perhaps start as a sophomore feeds into that and, and probably makes him obviously hungrier and perhaps even better. So um, I, I think he is like among the most important players on the roster right now because it would be great if you just had an in-house solution to to what I think is a glaring issue that, you know, they didn't have last year. Yeah. And they had to go into the portal to get Josh Simmons. And I think in the end that ended up working out okay. And and it's not to say that if they had to do the same thing again this year that, that it couldn't work out okay too. But that's never the plan at a place like Ohio State. And and I think um Luke Montgomery can kind of help Ohio State stay on the path that that it it, it designed or that, that it intends to be on most off seasons. Um if he has a good winter and a good spring here and shows that he's ready to, to be a starting offensive lineman. So um, he was my answer to that question too. The reason I asked you that is because I wanted to tee up myself to talk about Luke Montgomery and then you stole him out from under me. That's magic. Uh, yeah. Okay. So on defense, who, who's your guy? I'll give you the first crack at it. So you can steal my guy. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, let's see. Like, I think there are like obvious ones like, like, and I won't, I won't say them I'll, in the case of 20 years, I'll go maybe a little, farther off the radar and this is probably not this is not the most glaring issue for ohio state it's not really even an issue at all but i do wonder about like the depth of the nickel position and like like guys who are like jordan hancock because i know like sunny styles can obviously play nickel too but that's a different kind of guy i'm talking about guys who are like jordan hancock like corners so you can play at that position and i found myself wondering about lorenzo styles jr um who's a really good athlete obviously played played offense at notre dame I thought was like a physical defender in high school clearly has the coverage skills to play corner, but also has, I think size to be effective at that position. And I'm, I'm wondering if like in a world where they're pretty well set at corner with what they have coming back and like Jermaine Matthews continuing to emerge. um, And even the freshman that they signed in, in this coming recruiting class, if that, if that nickel position might be a spot where Lorenzo styles could start to make, like make his bones a little bit. And then, perhaps position himself maybe to take over there for Jordan Hancock af- after this season. And that's like a, that's, that's not based on any like conversations with anybody. That's more just my own curiosity, but uh, he, he was a guy that kind of jumped out at me as I was looking at defensive returning defensive players. I think the funny thing about nickel is that we all internally like assume it should be a smaller guy. Right. And mm-hmm. like I would love to see Aaron Scott working in that spot behind Jordan Hancock in his freshman season, just to give him, the opportunity to learn it because it's going to make him a better player down the road, even though he is 100% an outside corner uh, down, down the road. But the Aaron's track to the field has been changed a little bit because I think everyone assumed Denzel and then Jordan middle way through the season, were going to be gone. And so there was an opportunity to get him a little bit more early PT and that may be harder to do now. And I think if you could get him to start in that mindset of what Jordan has done at that spot, like Aaron is extremely physical and very long and has the traits where he could be really good in that spot when he's not backing up Davis and Igbenosin on the outside. So I would love to see that personally. But um, for me, I think it's still Malik Hartford on defense because if you don't get Caleb Downs, which I, I, I lean towards him ending up at Georgia, 
you need one of these safeties to step up. And I, who who better than the guy that was starting in the second game of the year for Ohio State this year as a true freshman who then struggled and had some some freshman moments and like, oh, okay, this is what it actually means when you're a freshman. And you you saw the, the, the difficulty getting back on the field. But Malik has the potential to be a really, really good player. And if you can get sixth-year Josh Proctor performance out of second-year Malik Hartford, then it is a win for Ohio State. And I think that that's where you have to like sort of be looking for someone to just really emerge. And I would actually be interested uh, in, in whether or not Ohio State just because with Jihad Carter, the way that last season went for him, we don't know what you have out of Jaden Bonsu because of injury. Uh, I, I'm interested to see how they f- they float this safety stuff because I, I just don't see Sonny Styles staying at safety long term and i i'm trying to will myself out of talking about it because i just i think it's in the long-term best interest of, of ohio state and sunny styles to eliminate that uh from from the con- conversation so malik hartford to me is the guy like if, if there's like if there's like peace a guy that you look at and go this guy can be a difference maker and we're not talking about him enough that's probably who it is yeah that, that's a really good one because obviously he's positioned to be a starter as, as well and it's sort of like the the one unknown in the defense with everything they have coming back is like, uh, I guess like the, the second linebacker spot and then the free safety spot. How, how good can that be? And Lee Carford obviously will go a long way um, in determining that. All right. I have a question. You, okay. Hit me. And, and this has been on my mind for the last 24, 36 hours or so, as we watched Alabama and, and the question marks that are happening with Kalen DeBoer and the roster falling apart and, Ohio State, and to be clear, Alabama is not recession-proof. They have had their recessions even in this century. They've had down multiple down years. Ohio State's like the most recession-proof program in college football history. Yep. In this new world of college football, is anyone recession-proof? No, I don't think so. Not with, not with the way that your roster I can fall apart. Hired so Ryan Day in, in December. Or or he or he wins a national championship and takes a job coaching the New England Patriots, mm-hmm. whatever. Watching what's happening to Alabama, if it can happen there as quickly as it's happened, is anyone now currently still recession proof? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I I think it. Um, like if you're an administrator, and maybe like the calendar might change some of this, but. Um, as it stands now, no, I don't think anyone is. And if you're an administrator, um, you have to be really on top of your game about the timing of this stuff. Like, I don't think you can let a decision drag on in January. Um, if a coach is a potential NFL candidate or a coach is, you know, in his seventies, like Nick Saban was, there needs to be like transparency across the board with what might happen in the future. Even if it's a thought and not even a decision that's been made, like yeah. you cannot be blindsided by this stuff in January or even late December and, and knowing about it and being proactive about it early in December or perhaps late November doesn't guarantee you anything, but it's the only shot you have, I think of not watching your entire roster implode. Um, but even then, like, I think it's just an exceedingly difficult task now for any program that encounters a coaching change like this to see the way, like, especially Alabama, um, now, maybe they could have helped themselves. Like, if Alabama hired Dan Lanning, would this be happening to their roster? Perhaps not. Um, certainly, like, if it had hired, like, Kirby Smart or something like that, this wouldn't have happened, I don't think. Um, 
And I think but, maybe it's also, do we need to redefine what recession is in this space? Because yeah, probably. I, I don't know that I expect that this Bama swoon is going to last t- three or four years. Uh, there's a very good chance that they still win 10 games this upcoming season and, and they're right back to where they were two years, two years down the road. But when you're, when you're turning over 60 per 75% of your roster, like, I, I don't know how you can, I don't know how you can run a program that way. <laughs> like you're, yeah, you're going to be put in a situation where maybe it's just a one year collapse. It's more of a stock. It's more of a crash instead of a recession. And then you pick it right back up, but it just seems like, it's eye-opening to see exactly how like devastating this has been for, for a program that has won six national championships in the last 14 years. Yeah, I mean, I guess in in, in theory, the the ease of roster movement allows you to rebound from it quicker, right? I think I think you're right that it wouldn't be at least at a place like Alabama or a place like Ohio State, hypothetically, um, it shouldn't be a prolonged recession. But Ohio State even seemed like dip proof like you know mm-hmm. what a bad year in ohio state is is 10 and 2 um like 9 and 3 is like the worst thing you could ever imagine um and i think the nature of college football now just not makes it more likely i'm not trying to be like doom and gloom about ohio state for no reason but i think just the sport in general like any anyone i think is susceptible to a to a momentary dip based off the way that rules are set up right now yeah, yeah. it's just wild i mean just I, the game is uh, much different. Mucho yeah. differenzo. It is. It is. It is very different. Um, but Ohio State's playing it well right now, um, and maybe they'll uh, they'll keep adding to the roster if that stuff happens. And it seems like it's going to happen quickly. We'll of course um, have coverage here of, of what that would mean for the Buckeyes uh, on the podcast. Uh, we will have podcast daily again on Friday. That'll be me and Berm again. And I think Berm maybe we maybe fire up some questions from the folks on a, on a Friday. What do you think about that? It's not a bad idea. We haven't done that in a while um yeah we'll uh we'll reach out and, and figure out what people want to talk about we haven't done a, a mailbag in a, in a minute yeah we have not um austin, austin is on vacation Disney world so we get a yeah. chance to talk about whatever the hell we want that's right so um i think we'll get those from our tech subscribers so if you're listening to this and you are one you can make you know, fire those in whenever you want um or you can, you can sign, sign up. up for a two-week free trial folks so like it's right there on the screen yeah. it's pretty easy you just have to text us. It's 614-662-4509. You sign up for a two-week trial. If you want to get your questions in, people complain, and I understand. They're like, oh, you guys don't take questions from the YouTube subscribers. That's true, but we also don't have super subscribers on YouTube. We're not asking for money on YouTube, etc. So if you want to be a part of it, you can sign up for a two-week free trial and then just ghost us in two just weeks. cancel, you, yeah. You still got your questions in. It's totally That's fine. Right. It's very easy to cancel. You just text stop. Um, and look, we know our feelings won't get hurt, but we do appreciate it if you do sign up. Um, so we'll take questions there. Um, I'll, I'll send something out to asking for it. But if you are listening to this, please feel free um, to fire away before that happens. And that'll be the plan for uh, the podcast daily on Friday. But this has been the podcast daily for Thursday. Uh, that is Burma. I'm Bill. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys later.